Welcome to Sports Connection. I'm Darren Joins, Williamson County Schools Athletic Director. As always, I'm here with Mr. Tate Matthews. Tate, region football, region golf. Uh, we also had some exciting things going on in middle school athletics, too, that I want to mention. So, uh, several things going on. A lot of things going on. And it's October. The leaves are changing. Kind of felt a little bit like football weather, and you know, uh, you're the executive producer, and uh, you give me a little leeway, so we get to do what we want. We can also talk about the Vols, laid the smack down on maybe the most annoying head coach-quarterback combo in all of college football. Those two are gross. If we had time for the clown show of the week, it'd be those two games. And then what about the beatdown, your man... Big big game Bob is his older brother, but big game Mark put if if anybody's got anybody's number, he's got the Florida Gators numbers. BBN SmackDown on the Gators. I know you were pumped up. I was very pumped up about that. And see, you you're you're smart. You knew you could throw a little Tennessee Vols in as long as you gave me some love at the end of it. No, but, but I, I'm a I, I'd share for Kentucky. I really do because of you. Uh, now, see, I feel like that's some negative pressure you're putting on me too. No, no, I just. I'm not a hater like you are, but but as you can tell, I'm not a fan of, of South Carolina. I mean, well, I figure you're not a fan. That guy's unbearable. If you know anybody like this, I'm not saying you do, but if they want to know what it feels like to beat the Gators for the last six years, including two in the swamp, just just call Big Game Mark. <laughs> I know. No, uh, he's done a great job. Uh, 30A Mark. He's he done, has done a great job. That was a tail kicking. He's done a great job. Hey, I did want to mention since I gave And I got to say this real quick. I didn't get to see it because I was traveling in Knoxville. Reports I'm getting back is Keaton Wade paid, played lights out. Was that Lights fair? out. Yeah. Lights former, out. Summit graduate. Party. Yep. Had several big plays. Several big plays. Getting a lot of reps. In fact, I saw a couple weeks ago that his snaps were up more than anyone on the team. Very cool. He's It's going to be NFL, Keaton, before it's over. Yeah, he, he's going to be on. You, you're going to be able to see him on Sundays. Did want to mention congratulations back to back middle school state championships for the Woodland boys cross country team. Really proud of them. Uh, their girls were the highest finishing team, also finished fifth. Uh, we had some great individual performances too. Uh, Spring Station, Caden Peace on the boys' size, Lalayla, excuse me, Lalani Witten from Spring Station. They were our two highest finishers in the class AA. And then on the class A side, Fairview boys finished fourth. So very, very proud of them, too. And then uh, volleyball's a state championship this year. They let us host the sectional. We were glad to do it. Areas 6, 7, and 8 all had three teams represented. The final three were Thompson Station, Grassland, and Brentwood. <laughs> They're going to kick you. They're going <laughs> to kick us out of the TMSAA. Uh, Coach Biggerstaff and Grassland, congratulations. They come out. Brentwood beats them 2-0 in the winner's bracket. And then they come all the way through beating Thompson Station. I don't like calling it the loser's bracket, but the, they had a loss. That's what and called. then in the final, they beat Brentwood back-to-back. -back. So do you see a thing? Are you putting some pieces together mentally that I'm putting together here? Explain, sir. Franklin, their program is at a, a, the highest level – you're talking about volleyball. At volleyball that I've ever it's, seen. It's, it. it's pretty high. And now Grassland, here Grassland is, which where do the Grassland volleyball players go? They go to Franklin. That's right. I'm seeing a pipeline starting here. 
I'm seeing Franklin uh, continuing to be a force to be reckoned with in volleyball. That's definitely true. Um, so, again, proud of those schools. And like you said, I don't want the TMSAA to kick us out. Well, I think they'll have to come. I don't think their reason can be you're winning too much. but We're winning a lot. Yeah. And it's the, so state championships this week at Legacy, Courts, and Franklin. Brentwood and Grassland both will be in there. They're in opposite pools. I expect to see them in the final. I do too. Gonna be very cool. It's really cool. So I want to give a shout out to them. We're certainly proud of all those middle school athletes too. Tate, with a heavy heart, I say this, and there's really no other way to say it. Uh, Alex Melton, football coach at Franklin, it's been announced that he will not coach the team uh, this point forward, starting this week. Donnie Webb is going to take over in an interim basis, and I don't want to get into the whys and hows and all that kind of stuff. I can just say this. Coach Melton is a great person, really good football coach. He's going to land on his feet. Uh, but as a former coach and as a person that deals with, with coaches a lot, it's, it's tough, man. This is a tough part of the profession, and I just, I just hate it for him and his family. Yeah. Uh, well said. Uh, first of all, he's an unbelievable head coach, but uh, uh, even more than that, he is a man of integrity. He's a first-class man. Uh, I know this. I wish I lived my life as well as he does. So, uh, unbelievable man. Um, I hope people remember he's got a wife and daughters. And uh, it just hit me as you were talking. It's funny how things work. You know, when you've been doing this as long as I have, you have a lot of useless information, but not really. Uh, outside of Crawford, who would most people tell you is the greatest head football coach at Brentwood High School and one of the best in Williams County? Campbell. Oh, no, I mean football. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, no joke. Uh, football. I thought you meant – Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go Coach ahead. Jack Daniels. Of course. Think about how highly regarded he is. Uh, he, he had a head coaching job before Brentwood High, at Saudi Daisy. And you know what his record was? 0-10. Uh, sometimes certain situations are just what they are, and it doesn't really reflect how good of a head football coach or how, how good of a football coach you are. Uh, I know Alex Melton is highly regarded, and he is a dang good football coach. I don't know why the record was what it was. I think a lot of things went into it. But uh, it was not from lack of effort, uh, work ethic, and, and doing things the right way. So uh, I hate it. Uh, I understand sometimes things have to happen, but Coach Melton will land on his feet. Well, and final thing, and again. And his players never quit playing for him. Never. Uh, you know, the, to show you the kind of guy – Coach Melton is, because the truth is the truth. Uh, they were playing with younger players, and then the depth's not the same. And again, why that is, whatever. He never used it as an excuse or a crutch. He just said, "We got to coach better. We got to make those plays." Just, I I'm looking forward to what's next for him because he's going to definitely land on his feet. No doubt about it. And then Coach Webb, uh, he's been put in kind of a tough spot. It's tough. That's a tough spot for him to, but he'll. He'll do it with class and integrity, and I can assure you there was no undermining of Coach Melton on this. No, Coach Webb, no. Hey, uh, Coach Webb was uh, in, in PE, right? Is that what we would call it when he resigned? 
Yes. Coach Melton takes a jump. He says, I'm not going to stay in PE. That's not fair to take that spot up. You could hire a coach with that. And he went back to the classroom. That's what kind of a man Donnie Webb is. So And pretty good math teacher, by the way. He's a really well, most <laughs> most coaches, like you, you you're a really good classroom guy. Most good coaches are good teachers because if you're not a good teacher, you're probably not a very good coach. So uh yeah, I hate it. Uh I, I know I know it's been tough, but um he'll land on his feet and, and I love the fact uh that, that his kids never never ever quit on him. So I was at that game Friday night, and that was obvious. There's no way that they could have in the game be pan out the way that it did. So, uh, and, and I guarantee you, uh, last thing on that, the only reason Donnie Webb took this interim job is because of those kids. That's it. I guarantee he didn't want to do it. But he did it because these kids need somebody to lead this program the rest of the season. But I promise you, he didn't feel good about it. And he loves that school. He loves that school. He loves those kids, that admin. He loves Coach Melton. And I bet Coach Melton told him, do it. Yeah. Uh, I don't doubt that at all. I definitely don't. Well, let's talk about the games, Tate. WCTV game of the week was that Brentwood Franklin game. Brentwood moves to 7-0, 3-0 and in region play. Franklin 0-7, 0-3. The game was tied until late in the first half. It was 3-3. Uh, Franklin interception led to what turns out, Tate, was the play of the week. Well, they get Merrill on a some kind of crossing pattern right here. They put him in motion. Oh, my. It's going to be huge. They're going to slide him out. They're running his way. Yep, and he's covered up. Oh, There's a guy in the back of the, the end zone, and he's got enough arm strength to get it there. Touchdown! Great job on the scramble oh drill. Baylor Hayes. And well, we'll see right here. You talked about they were trying to slip out. Merrill out of the backfield wide open. You're going to see yeah, it looked like Gowry's right there up top and Hayes. Gives him an outlet. And off balance, completion. All you need to do is catch it. And he did. And well defended by the Admirals. It's just one of those busted plays where a good quarterback like Hayes makes a play. Well, unbelievable play there. I disagree with our favorite color commentator in the area, Paul Brees. I don't think um, I don't think Merrill was open. I think that, well, he was kind of open. That 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 throw he would have had to make to get that over the defender. I think would have been a little bit tougher than that, but he pulls it back around, and I mean that was just an athlete being an athlete. When if you go back and look at it, when the ball leaves his hand, both of his feet are off the ground, <laughs> so he's in the air and still had enough arm strength to get it all the way back across um, uh, the back of the end zone to Gary. So, you know, that's kind of how some of Franklin's uh, season's gone, man. Just an unbelievable athlete making an unbelievable play. Uh, that wasn't coached. That wasn't designed that way. That's just a ball player making a play, and, and Baylor Hayes has made a lot of those this year. And in the same respect, it's the way it's gone for Brentwood. Yep. You get that momentum of things going your way, and you seem to have those things work. What was pretty neat about this, Franklin came right back out in the second. Then it turned into like this offensive fireworks of a game. Right. You, you, uh, you had the feeling who didn't score the first time. So it's 10-3, it's 10-10, 17-all, 24. Whoever blanked first, and Franklin did. Uh, they had one possession where they didn't score. But if you look at the stats, first downs were equal. Franklin actually outgained Brentwood. They had one less turnover. 
uh, Franklin did. Third down conversions were great. I mean, there's a lot of things that went well for Franklin. Time the, of possession, they had more time of possession. The thing that stood out, though, they had 114 yards worth of penalties. You're not going to beat a good team with 114 yards of penalties. You're dang sure not going to beat a, a 6-0, and 6A team that's played the schedule that Brentwood High has with 114 penalties. Gavin Nelson, 199 yards rushing uh, for Brentwood. I know we keep talking about him, but just you look at the depth – uh, and then the efficiency of Hayes and watching him play. It's the first time I've gotten a chance to watch him live. He's really efficient. Oh, yeah. He doesn't make mistakes. He's, he's good, man. He's really good. What a great addition for them. Uh, I, I, I had a, a former quarterback and a former head coach here in the mid-state that you and I are good friends with tell me that he might take him over anybody in the state, anybody, any division, public, private. Uh, that's, that's a strong statement. We've got a lot of good quarterbacks in the area. So, uh and you're right. He, he he's very efficient. He, the thing I like about him is if they got a, if he's got to go ten for twelve on the night to win, they do. If they need him to go twenty three for thirty, they do. You know. And 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 talk about that, Gavin Nelson. He's really been a workhorse and been he's been efficient. Big numbers past few weeks. Remember uh, that was a two headed monster, three headed monster with him and Trey Doris and Jackson Lowe. Uh, Trey, you know. I think we can say this. We'll be back uh, and um, soon. So that rushing attack got even better. Uh, they're, they're just doing a lot of things. It all goes back to what I thought at the beginning or what we thought at the beginning was that offensive line's really good. Coach Melton talked about that. They're a big offensive line. I think he nailed it. 17-7, right, with four minutes left. That offensive line, in my opinion, the difference was the penalties. You can't have those. And that Brentwood High offensive line just warmed down four quarters of it, and they finally gave out. Yeah, that was obvious too. As the game progressed, just they had. And and, and that's down. that's part of the plan, right? That's what Brentwood wants, right? That's why you keep calling some of those plays. It, it might not show up in the second quarter, but it's going to show up in the last four minutes because they're just gassed because these big boys have been leaning on them and pounding on them, and so it's big. Hey, uh, I, I, uh, Lucas Young had another touchdown. Reception from Brewer Wilson. Gaka had a touchdown run. Uh, you know, guys making plays. So, um, still a lot to be excited about outside of where we are record-wise. 180 yards receiving for Lucas Young, uh, yep. which, again, we've kind of come to expect that. Ravenwood, a team I think we thought they would win. They beat Summit 24-7. But the thing that stood out to me, although they weren't scoring it like a heavy clip early, they had a better start. Yes, to the game. And I know Coach has been talking about that a lot. Coach Hester, uh, Summit scores late to make it 24-7. So it was a game really that Ravenwood had it pretty much in hand the whole time. 6-1, and 3-0 and in the league. That game at the end is going to be unreal when Ravenwood takes on Brentwood. It'll be for the region title. I think we both agree with that. Uh, look at the, the guys, Davis Dowling. 101 yards rushing, two touchdowns. Yeah, well, isn't that great? It, it's, hey, it's great. Uh, you can probably figure out why. And Davis's name was called, and what did he do? He stepped up, 101 yards, two touchdowns. That's what you love seeing things like that. When my number's called, I'm ready, and he was big night. Ben Hubbard, 10 receptions, 128 yards, and a touchdown. He's right around 10 receptions every game now. He's that, got that, great speed, too. You and, talked he, about that. Oh, he can fly. He and Femi are, are really developing a heck, of a, uh, a heck of a relationship. Not quite as fast as a cheetah as it turns out, but pretty no. fast. Yeah, I don't know. Or was it a, a cheetah? 
as, as a few miles off. You should have said, yeah, mate. Anyway, point well taken. Finney, uh, a real fast dog. <laughs> Finney Babalola, 13 for 19. He's efficient, too. You notice his stats yep. always are pretty efficient. 181 yards on the touchdown. The defense forced four turnovers. Dominic Hollis, the bright spot for Summit. He scores that late touchdown. He also has over 160 yards rushing. Uh, Summit, I like their matchup this week, by the way. I do, too. Rapid fire. Uh, you talked about the, the quick start. Big thing is, uh, even in the blowout wins, they've either been even or lost the turnover battles. A lot of turnovers uh, for the Raptors. That was something that had to get cleaned up. They didn't start the game off turning the ball over. Fast start. Also, Drew Crabtree kicking game. He kicked a 44-yarder uh, in this win. He has developed into an, a, a very – uh, big weapon for them. You got a, in high school. You got a guy who can hit a forty-plus yard field goal. That changes things. And then you talked about the four forced fumbles. I mean, the four forced turnovers. Three of them were fumbles. One was an interception by Jalen Pollard. He's really coming around. He's a really athletic kid. You're going to hear more about him. And then Kenner Schlitt. He had a forced fumble that he recovered, and he also had an interception uh, for a pick six that was called back. If we had instant replay in high school, we don't do Wilco on Wilco crime, but had we had an instant replay uh, rule in effect, I think it would have been five turnovers. Say that name again. Kenner Schlitt. He also has now made himself available for the name. But how's he going to beat out his quarterback? <laughs> Femi, I mean, they're the all-name team. Femi Babalola. 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 Yeah, Kenner Schlitt. Names. Yeah, pretty strong. Nolansville, here's another one. Now, I don't think we thought it would be this close, but I keep going back to this. It's a big region win. Yep. Uh, and, and Nolansville being behind. I'm telling you, I say it all the time, when you get used to winning, this is what you do. Nolansville's down 16 to 14 late. They score, I say late, eight minutes to go in the game, but there's never panic in them. Uh, Tamaska with the TD, I think it was 7.58 left. He ends up with 20 carries, 131 yards, and a touchdown. A big play on defense at the end of the half. They have a big pick six by Josh Hicks to give them a 14-7 lead at halftime. And then, of course, the defense, as always, for Coach Derek, Carson Kelly, 10 tackles. Carano, nine tackles, one for a loss. Tyler Ross had a couple of sacks. As much as any team we talk about, that culture of winning is big time there for Nolensville. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I think that's fair. And uh, this was a tough game. Hillsboro is very athletic, and uh, they're, they're well coached. Anthony Brown does a good job. So um, closer than I, I didn't think it'd be a boat race or a boat blowout, but yes. We did think double digits, maybe, though. Yeah, right? I, I would have bet double I would buy. What do you call it? Buying and selling? I would have bought double digits. Well, uh, I think you said that last week, and I, was, I agreed. Yeah, yeah. So glad that doesn't go towards, or maybe I do. Uh, I've told you this before. What was Coach in his former life for a head coach? What was Coach Derek, secondary coach? He loves pick sixes more than anything, man. So when Josh Hicks took that back, I know he had a big smile on his face. Was Coach High stepping down the sideline? Probably not doing that. Eh, he might have. It's not really his. He, eh. he kind of keeps it. Yeah. No, no, no. He, he's, but, but when he, get, he gets worked up, you know. So that could have come – that could have uh, – Emotion could have overcome him. And Tamaska, those 131 yards were tough, tough earned yards. And is it fair years. to say, and I don't, I don't mean this other than the way I'm saying it, 
I believe we've talked about it, maybe off air, but uh, has anybody uh, kind of grown into being the head coach like Paul Derrick has? Kind of watched it. We always knew it. I mean, I, I, I wasn't necessarily in this spot when that happened. Yeah. But you, you see his growth every year. I think I do. Yes. Uh, one, and, and the only reason you don't remember it is it happened so long ago. You were you – were, you were up there causing terror up in Region 9A with the Beach Buccaneers. But uh, it's different because they have different personalities, but not uh, Rathbone. Yeah. When, when Rathbone became a head coach, you know, he's he's kind of a quiet guy. Doesn't like to be a spotlight guy. I'm sure there were probably some people, what are we doing hiring this? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, great point. But, yeah, I think – Kind of watching Rathbone grow into being a head coach was kind of like that. Well, and I don't say that like he couldn't do it. No, no. But I've been fortunate enough to get to watch a lot of it. Yeah. Just the well, and, the confidence, and, the 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 public demeanor of it. Uh, He's really good. Let's be honest. The guy Paul replaced is has a big personality. I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I mean, Finch. Heck, right. You, you place Ron Crawford, buddy. Those are big shoes to fill. I really – our football coaches are great. I'm not yeah. saying our others aren't. I'm just – when I, you watch them together, it's it's a thing of beauty. No doubt about it. I they, can promise you this. You can ask any of them. You put Paul Derrick on a board, uh, Polly D knows as much football, if not more, than all of them. He's a – that guy's a good football mind. Fairview, five straight wins for the Yellow Jackets. 34-20 over Montgomery Central. This was a little closer than I thought it would be. But, Tate, this reads like fiction, but it's real. <laughs> this is Wendell Billingsley. Yeah. I, it's three touchdowns. Here's how he got them. Eight receptions, 113 yards, two touchdowns from Jax McCoy. He gets 31 yards rushing in a touchdown. And, oh, by the way, just to make it a full game, he gets nine tackles and an interception. Yeah. Is that guy – and listen, there's voting and different things that take place. He's got to show up on the some kind of Wilco finalist, doesn't he? If something, oh, 100%. On something, 100%. I don't know what it is, but if not, we got to relook at the process. <laughs> Which would you have to look at? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just, uh, it's it's, uh, it's no, unbelievable. I, I, it's funny you say that. I was going to say he, he's got to be in the Mr. Football conversation because he's done this all year long. He's doing it on both sides of the ball. I, we've talked about it. I, you know, where I'm, would he fit though in that? Yeah, because he's defensively. Is there offense. anything? It's no. He's, he's it's f- overall football player. It's just Mister Football. They're gonna. There's nothing that's specialized about that. Uh. Uh-uh. Okay. Yeah. Now, you know, there's a, there's a school out east that usually has a player well, that gets some bias and should. But is there? I guess what I'm saying is. I think people view it one way or the other. I can see that. Hopefully, the the media members are the ones that vote on that. Hopefully, they know the criteria or criteria uh, from depending on what part of the state you're from. <laughs> but uh, bottom line is this: the guy's playing as well as anybody out there, and I love it. And and I think the other cool thing too is uh, we talked about it. I didn't really realize it until I started looking at their record. You know, they've won five in a row now. They started off, they lost, they lost a couple early. That, you know, Coach Hughes will tell you that first one, that one was one they, you know, uh, 
Coach Comer at McKenzie told me one time, when you got a young team, sometimes they gotta, they gotta put their hand up there on the stove and get burnt. Uh, and that's not always a bad thing. And I think that's what happened to these Hickman. They got their hand burnt, they're young, they were beat up, but they're getting healthy again. They've won five in a row. I think, I think this team's uh, a lot better than what a lot of people thought. But Trayvon, the emergence of Trayvon Murray at the running back position I think has been really big at, at opening uh, Billingsley up. So go back to Mr. Football here. Okay. It cha it's changed over the years. Right. There so you talk about how it used to be versus now. Since we mentioned Mr. Football, it's well, educate. they used to have educate. Well, and here's the, the other problem. Uh, for the sake of time, I'm not going to get my clown hat out, but that could be. We could bring back the clown show. You know, we got nine divisions now, so that means nine Mr. Footballs, and then we got a kicker. Uh, now they throw the kickers all in one right. lump sum. And Just to make you feel, hey, congratulations, Gav. We're going to put you all together since you really don't. <laughs> Which, I mean, uh, heck, we got uh, nine of them, so ten. Let's just, let's just have 18, whatever. <laughs> so they used to have a, a, a Mr. Football back of the year and a lineman of the year, and now they're all together. But in their defense, where do you cut it off and – when no, get, I, no, I'm I not get, blaming get, them. I'm <clears throat> blaming the people that thought it was a good idea to have nine state championship games. That, that's another story. That's another story. That's kind of like, uh, you know, there'll be a movement to have five states, five divisions in basketball next, you know. So, Gosh, anyways. I hold none. <laughs> um, so, now they just have one. So, there'll be a 3A Mr. Football. If that happens to be a lineman, it'll be a lineman. Uh, so, but, you know, I think when you look at his total body of work, what he's doing is, heck, his offensive numbers are, are almost, you know, uh, enough by itself. Then you throw the defensive in. So it'll be up to Coach Hughes, I think, which he will do a good job of getting that information out to those voting members. And then once they get in there, hopefully they pay attention to it and, and really uh, have a conversation. And those guys in Memphis and those guys in East Tennessee that maybe don't know about him, they s sit there and really – look at what he's done and go, wow, this is, this is really worthy. For the sake of time, and really maybe for the first time ever, <laughs> we've got an official boat race segment courtesy of three different games <laughs> and three different scores. So, uh, captain, my captain, the floor is yours. Well, this is gonna the boat race of the week segment, and the great thing is we've got three of them, so thanks for playing. We'll, we'll start off with the Page Patriots, Captain Rathbone on his pontoon, as we mentioned, listening to a little Counting Crows with his wife while he's down there at Tim's, well, he's a big Tim's Ford Lake guy. They went down there after the 50 to zero boat race, Popcorn City of James Lawson, the artist formerly known as the Hillwood, whatever they were. Hilltoppers. Green toppers or whatever. <laughs> the Bellevue Steeler dump, as we like to affectionately call them. Here's what I love about it. Everybody got in on this. Palmer had two touchdowns. Cunningham had two touchdowns. Hey, Weebush, you want a touchdown? Who else wants a rushing <laughs> touchdown? <laughs> That's where we were on offense. And uh, that, we mentioned that offensive line's getting healthier. But And I really do like to coach at James Lawson. It's not his fault. But remember, they started off undefeated, and everybody – uh, that's come back down to re reality. Ains and Hazard both had some tackles for a loss, few tackles. They were over on the sideline with Mr. Flowers eating popcorn in the second half, I'm sure. So uh, that was the first boat race of the year. Then the, the real boat race, uh, <laughs> Mallory Lane Mall 
he put his boat captain on, and he was cool like Fonzie rolling down the river in his 40-foot Donzi, 62-0 against Glencliff. Great story that came out of this coach, Zach Hagen, senior offensive lineman. Uh, Zach came out, wanted to be a part of the team. Coach, um, coach Stewart said, okay, these are the things you're going to have to do, and, and he's done it. And, and Coach has said he's been uh, one of the best members of the team, you know, uh, shows up to practice every day, doesn't get to play a whole lot. It was senior night. Uh, some of the players came to him, Coach, you said if, if we got a chance we could get Zach a, uh, a touchdown. The end of the game, Zach's number 76, by the way, offensive lineman. They put him in at running back, and um, they give him the ball. He gets stuck at the at the top of the line or, or right at the goal line. Uh, his quarterback, Titus Tagatalui, <laughs> comes in like Brady Quinn against USC, pushes him in. Here's what I'm saying. One, it was a cool story, but Zach got the touchdown. Something his parents will remember the rest of their life. He'll remember the rest of his life. Here's the culture. This is what's scary. From if, I, if I'm somebody else, they got all these athletes. This is the culture that they're building over there, man. They're seven and zero. The team went nuts. The stands went nuts. You know, players like Dom Reed and Kanai are coming over. Coach, we got to get Zach that touchdown. And uh, so they're really athletic. They're really good, and they're also really, really tight knit. So, coach. Uh, Coach Stewart's got something great going on over there. And then the last boat race of the week, the Independence Eagles versus the Overton Bobcats, a 35-0 blank. Coach Stidham headed back to Cuba Landing, got on his <laughs> runabout, his Sea Ray Frozone <laughs> boat race city. Uh, Luke McNeely, talk about efficiency, eight carries, 78 yards, one touchdown, five for six passing, 116 yards, one touchdown. Luke's stats won't make him Mr. Football worthy, just is what it is, but he's Mr. Football important to the Independence Eagles. That was very well done. Thank you. I mean, you had a... Did you like the cool like Fonzie? I liked it a lot. <laughs> and we got some fans of the show, by the way. We do. We appreciate that. Uh, and I love the story. It really was cool. Uh, he post, uh, Coach Stewart showed it to me. He posted it on his um, Instagram account, but... Zach Hagen, number 76, like Refrigerator Perry, taking that thing in. I, I love it. Zach, all right, now I put you over, so now i got to critique you. You had the wrong arm up on your handoff, so if you're going to be a running back, <laughs> inside arm is always up, all right? <laughs> so, hey, let's talk a little volleyball. It's been a great season. Now we've got the tournament. It came down to the last match, basically. Let's look at the standings. So eighth place, Centennial, 0-14. Seventh is Page at 5-9. and nine. Sixth is Ravenwood. Uh, excuse me, six is no one's at six and eight. Ravenwood fifth, seven and seven. Franklin fourth, Independence third, both nine and five, a tiebreaker. Yep. And then Summit and Brentwood tie. They actually split, but then you have to go through the uh, how you did against certain teams. So because of that, Brentwood's first, Summit second. Now, here's the thing. They decided this before the season. The coaches did. They're probably going, why did we decide that? <laughs> the two locations are Franklin and no this Ooh. week. You've got Brentwood Centennial, one versus eight. You've got Franklin Ravenwood, four, five. And then over at Nowensville, you've got three, six matchup as Independence Nowensville, and then two, seven, Summit Page. So let's do a little volleyball pickums. What's the matches. first thing you noticed about that when you saw those standings? 
a bunch of people, Todd? It's just amazing. Uh, no, I mean, the up and down, up and down, up and down, and then the final standing is Brentwood, number one. That the dust cleared and it was them? Yeah. Yeah. And then the second thing was, I know Summit's never, maybe in that other one, it was a goof league, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but it, 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 back when we were Columbia and whoever those other people were, that's the, that's the highest Summit's ever been. Great job by the Lady Spartans. I, let me tell you. Because let's, let's just do a little quick pick Not for This is for funsies. Funsies, okay. Let me tell you what my experience I, and I'll even Why? Because of that commanding I'll, you have? I'll even go first on this. Okay. Anytime I see something like this, it's like, oh, gosh, the tournament's going to – and then you look up and it's one versus two in the final. Yep. That's what I'm predicting. I'm predicting Brentwood Summit in the final. The only upset that's not chalk, and it's not really an upset, I'm going to say Brentwood and Franklin in the semis, and I'm going to say Indy – or, excuse me, Summit Nolensville. No Summit, and I'm, I'm, I'm saying no one's was going to beat Independence. But I wouldn't be surprised if it's one four two three. What do you got, Tate? Well, I'm going to say Brentwood wins. It's tough because I, I had a sleeper. I had an upset alert. The problem is they're over. If This is what I'll say. If Franklin was it, at the Nolensville location, I would have gone Brentwood-Franklin. Problem is Brentwood-Franklin going to face each other more than likely. That's a problem. So uh, I'm going to go... You're going one six. You you are going summit. I'm going one two in the final, but in the first round, I'm going to say the gotcha. only the yeah. only upset on papers. No one's no over one's independence. All right, uh, I'll go Brentwood, and then Coach Young pulls out his pixie dust, works a little volleyball magic, and they make it to the finals. Brentwood, Nolensville. Brentwood winning. Yes. And I'm saying Brentwood over summit, but I wouldn't be. Nothing would surprise me. I just think sometimes when it's that tight, it's like, oh, it ended up going like it was supposed to. Hey, I know we're getting short on time, Tate, but let's go to golf real quick. Region tournament. They got the state tournament coming up this week. Page girls, or excuse me, next week. Page girls, Brentwood boys, those teams advance. And a reminder in golf, it's the whole team that advances. Uh, I got to give him credit now, Mr. September. Teddy Craig almost worked the magic. They only lose as a team by three strokes to Page. Their team shoots a 149, Page a 146. On the boys' side, Brentwood by four strokes over Page, which again was very close. And then as a reminder to our viewers out there, those whole, the whole teams make it. Brentwood, Page. Brentwood on the boys, Page on the girls. By the way, and it's this week's gym, Tate. Boys' side. If you're the region champion the last four years, twice state champion, twice state runner-up. Mm. So what I'm – and it's true of the girls. Too. If you win it, our region, you've got a pretty good shot at winning the whole thing. So I expect Brentwood on the boys' side to win, and I also expect Paige on the girls' side to do it. And, again, as a reminder, top three finishers in the region outside of those teams make the tournament. So congratulations on the girls' side, Holly Hake of Ravenwood, Rachel Waters, Hume Fogg, Isabella McCutcheon, Centennial. On the boys' side, it's Will Pinson from Franklin, Jake Eikhoff, Page, Laird Williams from Page. So it's pretty much it was an all-Wilco situation except for Rachel Waters. It was an all-Wilco party. Uh, kind, of a Gabby Diaz. kind of a boat race. It was a boat race. Thanks for playing. Uh, Gabby Diaz, Page, 71. Holly Hake, Ravenwood, 72. It literally came down to the last hole. Um, you were out there. I was with Mr. September in the golf cart, had a front row view. Um, those two 
well, all of them, but those two, look for them to make some noise in uh, Dollywood, <laughs> Dollywood uh, Memorial Golf Course. And I failed to mention Gabby Diaz with the region championship. And Sam Johnson. Sam Johnson. And, yeah, I thought it was kind of cool because, Gabby, if you remember, there was that playoff last year. Yeah. And people made it and didn't make it. And it's pretty cool that their team is in there. Uh, again, great performance by the Page boys and Ravenwood girls as well. Now, Good luck take, to all. Good luck to all. Listen, this may be the first time this has ever happened. A lot of it was the schedule. Jeez. Uh, Pick'em's last week. The fans, Dr. Qualls, yourself, and I, all 7-0. and So it was a pretty good week. I liked that week because we all did well. Plus, Do you think – this will be real lead. quick, only time. Do you think James Lawson, Glencliff, and Overton had anything to do with that? Yes. <laughs> and Montgomery, soundtrack. <laughs> So you, you and Dr. Qualls are still tied at 42-8 and eight in last place or third. That changes this week. 43 wins for the fans. I have 46. Fans, you can keep voting on at WCSCO Athletics. Uh, let's go to the games. And I had no preconceived notion. I'll just, we'll just do it this way. You want to pick first or second? Your choice. I want to pick first. Okay. Uh, Let me no, mark no, the game. No, no, I want to pick first on the second game. I want you to pick first at this game. Okay, you changed your mind. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going Well, I here. just worded it incorrectly. Okay. You see where I'm going with this. I know what you're doing. <laughs> so game one, here we go. Ravenwood 6-1, 3-0 at Franklin. 0-7, 0-3. Here's what I'm going to say about the game. Franklin plays inspired. The game is close. Ravenwood wins. Well said. Hey, Ravenwood's only loss is opening round or opening week to Alcoa. They're kind of under the radar. Yeah, and they, you know, they started the game with three quarterbacks. Alcoa's going to win 3A. They're beating everybody in every division. So Alcoa might be one of the best teams. Oh, no, they are one of the best teams in the state. They're 6-1. and one. Ravenwood's playing well. Who you got? Ravenwood. Okay. Game two, Fairview at Independence. Um uh, Fairview, obviously, like you talked about, playing well. Good time for them to play because this game really doesn't matter, not in terms of the standings. Right. It'll be a good test for Fairview to go play uh, 6A Independence. I, I think Independence just got too much for them. I'm going Independence. I agree. Uh, this is a good game for, for Fairview going into the playoffs. They need to see something like this, especially the, what, they, what they've seen the last few weeks. Uh, you know, this kind of replaces the Page game. Uh, as young as they were, he didn't want to play Page and get beat up because that's happened. Um, and they were kind of young and beat up anyway. So uh, this is good for them. Iron sharpens iron. Independence is too much. I hope they come out of it 100% healthy because if they do, it's going to help them in the playoff run. Independence. And I messed up because you were supposed to pick first there. That's okay. But I'm going to we'll go back because I know what you're – I know where you really want the Yeah, pick you can pick first on all of them. Okay. No. <laughs> Listen, no one'sville at James Lawson. I will pick first on this, and we'll get this over with. Boat Race City, <laughs> it's not close. No one'sville by 95. <laughs> what, did, uh, what did she say? No low by 90? <laughs> that was so, I went back and watched that. No low by 90. Holy cow. Uh, I don't think they win by 90, but – Polly D will be wearing a boat captain hat next week. Your pick. So you got no page, page six and one, two and zero oh in the region at Hillsboro, five and two. This is why you always turn into Sports Connection. Got a little nugget. Coach joins. The Burrows have moved this game to Thursday night. So if 
you plan on going to this one, you better go on Thursday night. Uh, Hillsborough's a good football team. Gave Nolensville all they wanted. I, I'm big on matchups. I don't think they match up quite as well with Page. I don't know who's going to win the Page-Nolensville game, right? But uh, I just think Hillsborough doesn't match up as well with Page. Double digits, the Patriots. Agree. Again, pa- Thursday night. Agree. Page will roll. Summit at Overton. There's going to be a lot of people picking, getting, having good records again this week. Correct. Summit at Overton. Summit gets win number two in the region. Overton gets loss number four. Summit rolls. Summit gets a boat race. Mr. McElhaney, over 150 rushing yards, but not any more than that. You want to know why? Because he's going to be on the sideline. He's over with Coach Hankins on the sideline with the cheerleaders eating popcorn. So Not that the cheerleaders are eating popcorn. To, he's talking about I'm with you. To review, we both have Ravenwood, Indy, Nolensville, Page, Summit. Here's the final one, and you go first. It's the WC. No, no, no. You go first. Oh, you want me to go? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's why I Is it? I know it's been a full moon lately. Is it still a full moon? I feel like. Well, you had a lot going on today. Let's, uh, so let's say this. <clears throat> WCTV Game of the Week, Brentwood at Centennial. Okay, I'll pick first. I think this is a classic. It is a classic. And not because I'm trying to let you back in or do anything. It's because I believe it. Okay. I've seen it. I think it's going to be tight. I think Centennial wins this game. Whoa. Okay. You feel, you feel a little opening, aren't you? You're going the Cougars. <laughs> no, I, I didn't think that's what you'd do. I thought your inner Dennis King would go with the Brentwood Bruins. Centennial. It's at Centennial, man. That place is going to be rocking. Uh, I think it's a close game. Uh, two, two things. Uh, I picked Brentwood to win the region. Well, I can't pick the 6A region champion to get beat by a 5A team. I'm kidding, Centennial. Uh, but I do think – I do think that offensive line that we talked about earlier, they haven't had anybody lean on them like they're going to lean on them. Turnovers is going to be key. If it's a lot of turnovers, Centennial wins this game. Low turnovers, Brentwood wins it, and that's the way it's going to be. The Brentwood Bruins, 8-0. But Centennial's better for playing this game. Tate, as always, glad you could be here. I know we had a lot going this week, but excited about talking about next week as we go into fall break. Hard to believe we're heading into fall break, man. But uh, get out there, check everybody out. Cool thing is now you get to go to Page Hillsborough on Thursday night and go see Centennial Brentwood or Ravenwood Franklin or Fairview Independence if you want to. And, and we did announce great video that we put out. I love the voiceover. How'd it go over? Could they hear it? Uh, Not sure. It was a great video. <laughs> it's a great video. <laughs> a for F. <laughs> great video. Uh, Game day, they've been begging for it. Paige, we're coming to you. Paige Centennial, October 20th. Hey, we're, we're out of the – when it comes to game day, we're out of the making you feel good business. We're, in, we're into the brutal honesty. Paige, two years ago, y'all were unbelievable. unbelievable. So nothing says you won't. But I'm just telling you, if you don't bring it, then you will not be better than Nolensville was a couple weeks ago. It's going to have to be wire to wire, dang, bringing the juice. Or – have the second best game day, whatever. You are correct, and I've got faith that they're going to bring And Mr. Patriot, man, I don't know where you went to college, but I hope you're back because you were unbelievable. (laughs) Tate, thanks for being here. Yeah, man, it was great. Thank you for joining us for Sports Connection. We'll see you next time.